Welcome to Live, Behind the Veil, an atmosphere where men and women of God speak His Word to this age and bring His Kingdom to this earth. Do you have ears to hear and eyes to see what God is doing in this hour? Let us join our host and the family's conversation as the Holy Spirit is unfolding the Word Behind the Veil. Hello, everyone. I'm Ron, your host, and today on the podcast, we'd like to address some pretty important questions about the children that are in our lives and all around us. One question is, how, by the Holy Spirit, can we draw and impart a hunger for the Lord and for the Scriptures? How can we lay this foundation in these children so that they can find their own walk with God? I taught school, fourth and fifth grade, and boy, are fourth and fifth graders smart. Mm -hmm. And they are aware. They're aware of the things around them. They're Mm -hmm. aware of fashion. They're aware of a lot of things, way to talk. They're very much aware of their family, where they fit in the family. They're very aware. This been a number of years ago that I taught fourth and fifth grade. One of the things that I did as a teacher, I wanted to introduce them to new things. I wanted to introduce them to a world that was full of fun and it was interesting. So I took them to a very boring place called the library. But I taught them how to use it. Yeah. I taught them how to do research. I taught them how to find a book about elephants. I taught them how to find a book about exercise. All the ways to find their ways into the library. We took the thing's history. What happened to the children during this time? What did they do? I tried to bring it into where it was alive to them. I don't know how successful I was, or I didn't know for many years. The kids, we had a great time. We had a wonderful time. Located in D.C., we went downtown to the museums. I'd love to take the kids out all the time. And and we did fun stuff. We cooked. We made things. We all hated to go home, including me. (laughs) The other teachers, they were on my case. Aren't you done yet? Don't you know it's 3 o'clock? And I'd purposely say, oh, it's 3, good. We're going to go out and do this. We'll be back in at 4. And the janitor would be where they were waiting for a lockup. So we had a lot of freedom. But it was here about two or three years ago on Father's Day. One of my students was my oldest daughter, and so she got on Facebook and wished me Happy Father's Day, and then all of a sudden, it started coming. Happy Father's Day. I think every one of the kids wished me on a Happy Father's Day, and one of the girls who has had a a, a difficult life She wasn't a difficult student to me, but she said, you know, he was a father 
to all of us. And it took that length of time for me to know that I was a success. Now, that story's not about me. That story's about what those kids received when somebody took time Mm -hmm. to love them. And the fact that they received it, remembered it, and it was a part of their lives. I bless every parent, every aunt, every uncle, every teacher, those people who come in contact with children. Yeah. That's a story about what you can do, what is available through the anointing of the Holy Spirit that you can draw, not on your behalf, but on behalf of these kids. You know, I had a situation when I was in one particular location. I noticed that the pastor at the time you can tell he did a lot of research and a little study on this particular topic he was talking about. Honestly, he went from Zechariah to Jude, went to Joshua, went to Matthew, went to Genesis, you know, and he was going back and forth and through the scriptures like boom, boom, one right after the other. And I watched these young kids with their Bible trying to open the Bible and find out where he was going and how to keep up with him. And I watched the frustration on them because they did not know the scriptures. There are different churches who have what they call Bible drills. You may, have you heard of those? Someone gives a scripture and the first one to find it, you know, stands up and reads it. I thought about that and I thought, you know, these young people just simply need to know about the structure even of the Bible. Some people didn't think that that was so necessary, but I talked with the pastor and I talked with other people of authority at the time, and I was given a green light. And I took those kids and I held up the Bible, a nice thick Bible, like the emphasized Bible. It's about two and a half inches thick. (laughs) I held that up and I said, how many want to read this book today? Not one kid raised their hand. And I said, okay, if you had to read, and I took a little pamphlet, had about six pages in it, and I says, how many would like to read this instead? Every kid raised their hand. And I go, do you understand that this big, thick book has a whole bunch of these little ones in there? It's not this big, thick thing that you can't comprehend. It actually is a lot of little stories. And I went through and I broke it down for them. And then I showed them how to divide the Bible, not in a divisive way, but in a way where essentially if you hold from Genesis to Revelation and open up in the middle, you come to Psalm. You'll always come to Psalm. I broke it down to where they could break it into the 16th. And it was so exciting. We started reading through some of the scriptures and then one of the kids would go, hey, this is one of the songs we sing. And I go, Yeah, they all come from here somewhere. We could find them if you want. And then this one little kid, we called him Nehemiah. (laughs) His name was Nehemiah. Wonderful, wonderful little guy. Hungry as all get out. And he goes, I know my name is in there somewhere. Where's my name? How can I find me in the Bible? I said, well, here we go. You remember how we went back into Psalms? 
Pretty soon you got Ezra, Nehemiah. And I showed him, and he was so excited about that. Never read it before, never found it. And I said, maybe you ought to read it. You could find out who you are just by reading this book. Just little things like that. And you know, after that first lesson, I had the parents coming up to me, thanking me with tears in their eyes, because now those kids were more hungry to read the scriptures than they were. How much they cared and loved for the scriptures now, because they had someone sharing them that loved the scriptures. And you show them how to find things, and it's like, in the next service, they kept up with them, and that made them feel so good. And when you get that imparted to a young child, it's there forever. That hunger is always there. I'd like to throw out a couple things for parents with these little kids. And one of them is, is personal. When I was a little kid, my parents taught me a little bedtime prayer. I only remember half of it. But it started out as, now I lay me down to sleep which in my case, my parents were delighted when that happened. <laughs> so yep. if I'm praying for it, God just might come through on their behalf. And he did many times. Yep. But it starts out with, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And it goes on. Maybe you guys remember it. I, uh, let me share it right now because I was taught the same one. Go ahead. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Amen. There we go. <laughs> Your parent teaches that child that simple prayer. They don't realize what they're saying. But because they're a little child, and they're repeating what they were taught to say, and the parent is teaching that child that prayer for a reason, that child will have a relationship with the Lord. You're teaching very simple things about walking with God. I don't care how old you are, you're always going to the Lord to appropriate. Asking and appropriating are the same thing. Here you are teaching your child to ask the Lord. There's a book called Hurlbut's Storybook of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And it's probably the best book. And what it does is it teaches stories about the Bible, introducing the people. Mm -hmm. It lays a foundation. Excellent, excellent thing to do with the kids. And you'll notice that pretty soon the kids are talking about, come on, let's play David and Goliath. <laughs> If you start them out in a place where heroes are somewhere else than on TV, they're going to learn and enjoy that. Say you want your child to make the bed. The first step is teach them how to make the bed. Don't assume they know how to make a bed just because you tell them to. Make it with them and make it fun, but show them how to do it and then rip it apart and throw the sheet or the pillowcase over their head. Make it a big game. Make it fun, and they will remember that having fun with you, and they will want to do it. 
that much more because that relationship that was created is everything. And they know now what you expect. And they want to do it because it was so fun in learning how to do it. When the son is old enough, teach him how you want the lawn mowed. Don't just tell him, go mow the lawn. Everything everybody knows they've been taught. And if you don't teach them, they're going to figure it out their own way and it will not be what you want. You know that scripture that says, spare the rod, spoil the child. That rod has multiple purposes behind it. The original rods are 18 feet tall and they use them as a guideline on how to keep a building straight. You give them guidelines, they'll know what to follow. You don't give them guidelines, they're all over the place. I take that child and dad's not feeling well and he's tired. Grab the child, hand him a blanket and say, let's go cover dad up. Let's go bless him. But dad's not feeling well. Big brother's not feeling well. Let's go pray for him. Include them in your walk with God. I was sick. I had the flu, and it, my son was sitting at the foot of the couch. I woke up, and I said, man, sorry, buddy. I just don't feel well. You know, I can't focus on you and give you, you know, anything. I can't do anything. And he goes, Dad, it's enough for me just to be here with you. And that just floored me. You know, I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to say nothing. I didn't have to, you know, put out any extra effort. He just loved the fact that he could sit there with his dad. And that was enough for him. Experiencing the impartation of God's Word through his family is life. Has this time in his presence blessed you? Then please subscribe to our podcast at livebehindtheveil.com. If you would like to contact the family with questions or topics that you would like discussed, you can email them to livingepistles at livebehindtheveil.com. Stay connected, tuned in, and grow with the family as the Lord unveils His Word to us live behind the veil.